Welcome to the Sand Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neil. Just another manic your boy dark neo welcome to episode 13 of season 6 of the fan geeks for all podcast it is me dark neo here to give you your entertainment enjoyment as much as you can stand (laughs) and it is the manic monday february 19 2024 how are you guys doing how's everybody doing i know some of you may be at work at this time you know and you know how I feel about my Mondays. Wah, wah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same consensus as everyone else. But um, hopefully you guys can make the best of it um, as best as you can. Or whatever day you're listening to it in case you're listening to this tomorrow. You know, looking into the future now. Maybe listening to this two days from now. But in any case, I'm glad you are here with me on the program. Um, I wanted to share this with you guys because this is something... I, it, it's it's so weird you, and you know for me um let me g- just explain <laughs> it's um, it makes me laugh all right so re- as of let's see t- well today's the 19th so this was basically two days ago I decided to do something that I have not done since I was 16 years old and it was be- and the only reason why I did this was because someone I I was talking with this guy I was talking with um we were we were talking he was talking about um you know how he collects I I've, I've been noticing this thing where you have a lot of adults now more so than the kids that are card collectors you know there's Everyone does the Pokemon cards. That's like the biggest thing, which I'm not really into, but it's a big sensation. And I've, I've, you know, it's, you know, it's mostly the adults now. I mean, you get kids that still buy it, but there's a lot of adults that are card collectors and whatever. So there's Pokemon. There's still Magic the Gathering, which I'm surprised is still around. Um, All these different cards and stuff. So I was talking with this guy and we were discussing... um, like baseball cards, you know, just basic stuff or whatever. And he was basically telling me how he's been collecting for a long time. Young guy too. This guy's younger than me, but he was real cool, dude. Just got into this conversation and it got me thinking. I said, I, and I told him this too. I said, you know what? If I start collecting baseball cards again, I know me. I know me so well. I'm going to get so addicted to it that I'm going to want to keep going until it's done. So, with that being said, two days ago, I decided to restart my baseball card collection again after not doing it for, what, 37 years? (laughs) You know? Because like I said, when 
I was 16 when I last collected baseball cards, and I have baseball cards that go back from 1982 to 1987. So now, with the new release of the 2024 Tops baseball cards that came out on Valentine's Day, I decided to join the bandwagon and say, screw it, let me try it just to see if I like them and whatever. And of course, I got my first whatever big box that they have, and I love it. I absolutely love these cards. They look perfect. They look beautiful. They look awesome. And my addiction quickly came back. <laughs> and hey, you know what? There's a lot of things I, a person can be addicted to, and you guys notice as well. I choose to be addicted to baseball card collecting. Okay, so at least it's safe and it's legal and I won't land up in the hospital or dead. <laughs> so that is what I've started. I have be I have officially joined the pack and, uh, you know, with the new 2024 Topps baseball cards and Topps is the best. They've been number one for years. So that's the kind those are the same you know, the same company of cards that I had from back in the 80s. So now I'm back at it again. And I know my addiction is real because even um, that night when I got the cards, I literally spent a good three to four hours doting over these things and making a list and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, I I'm was so deep into it. I was writing, like, not, like I said, not really player stats because as I told you guys before, I'm not a major sports fanatic. I don't follow stats. I don't follow players or whatever. But if it's something with card collecting, which I've done before, sign me up. I'm there. And now I am. So, But I was doing everything. I was so meticulous with it. I was I was writing down all the major top 10 major players of, of the MLB for, for last year all the rookies so that way I know the names to look out for as far as my card collecting and I gotta say it's like I said it's a big change for me because I haven't collected since I was 16 so Topps has really stepped up their game in these past 30 some odd years and um, I like the fact that there are so many different branches of this one series that they have you know I mean so many different um sub categories for the cards or whatever or looks and stuff like that so it's the addiction is real <laughs> i'm back at it and now i am i can't wait to get my next big box because <laughs> i want to get them all i'm like that's that's where you know that like how they say for pokemon you got to catch them all i want to get all these cards i'm 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 a what's i'm what you call a completionist I have to, if I start a collection, I have to finish it. It's just like a video game that has a good story. If I start it, I can't, and there's a, later on down the line, there's a sequel to the game. I can't play the sequel until I finish the first story. That's just me. I'm a completionist. And then when it comes to card collecting, I am notorious. So I want to collect every single card that was ever made for the new series. And by hook or by crook, I am going to do it <laughs> because my car, my even my card collection 
from the 1980s is massive. I have them all like, I don't have them like in a book like most people do. I have them like in a big Ziploc freezer bag inside a canister. I have to get a book for them and I eventually will. I saw a couple of like card binders, some cool ones uh, that I saw on Amazon that can hold like 900 cards each. So I'm gonna get like two of those and um, use them for my the new cards that I get. Because now... Like I said, the addiction is real. I'm back out on my baseball card collecting game. <laughs> so I thought I'd just share that with you. Just Dark Neil's little vice. <laughs> All right, gang. So we're going to jump right in to this um, ep- Monday episode. But as always, for all my regular and new listeners, you can follow the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other major platforms. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Plus, join my official website, darkneofangeeks.com, where you can purchase exclusive fangeek merchandise and watch new exclusive movie trailers. For all my gamers, visit my online gaming store, darkneosgameroom.weebly.com, brought to you by Amazon, where you can pre-order upcoming games for PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch, purchase gaming consoles, keyboards, monitors, graphics cards, the whole shebang. Um, just go there, click on Ready Player One, and everything you need will be all in one place. If you're on Facebook, join the Fan Geeks for All fan page, where you get to be a part of everything the show has to offer, and you can shout me out on the message board and tell me what you like about the show. And if you want to become a true supporter of the podcast, then I highly encourage you to join my exclusive fan club at patreon.com slash support for all. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash support fangeeks, the number four, A-L-L. It's only $10 a month, but you get to be a part of my special giveaways that I run, and you'll receive a free Fan Geeks for All promo t-shirt just from me, just for signing up for membership. Your support will help keep this podcast running and will be greatly appreciated. All right, gang, so without further ado, let's jump right into today's hot topics for this Monday, February 19th, 2024. So last night, I saw... Um, the Sony Marvel movie, Madam Web. Now, I've been reading the reviews on this, and I did on my podcast, I told you what the reviews were from most people, that everybody is dogging this film. It seems like everybody hates it. Um, And one review I remember saying on the podcast, one review said it's the worst superhero movie ever made. All right, so... I always like to form my own opinion without just relying on what critics or what other people say, reviewers say, or whatever. I want to form my own. And I only say this because I remember when 2002's Morbius came out and they dogged that one. Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 15%, but it had an audience approval score of 71%. So, and then when I finally saw Morbius... I was like, in my mindset, I was going in there thinking, oh, this is going to be garbage. Everybody hated it. And I saw it, and I actually liked it. I mean, it wasn't the best film as far as altogether superhero films. It could have been way better, but it was watchable. It It still had a decent story. So that was my review on that. So now with this one, Madam Web, I was very psyched to see this one, especially the trailer and the story, because, you know, I'm a a comic book guy, so I, you know, at least from back in the day, so I remember Madam Web very well. Um, So this is going to be the origin story of Madam Web, you know, because in the comic, she's an old blind lady in a specially designed wheelchair because she she has these kind of 
psychic connections to people, you know, that she knows what's going to happen, especially to like heroes or villains are coming. She just is like a web connected to everybody. But like I said, in the comics, she's an elderly lady in a chair. This one is her origin story where she's in her third. She's a young girl in her thirties. And, um, you know, she's a, she's a paramedic and, um, you, it's an origin story. You find out that the movie starts off from, I guess it was, I want to say 1973 where her mother was pregnant with her and she was in like the Amazon, like researching a rare spider that she was trying to track down that no one could get. And, um, she does get the spider, but then she gets betrayed by her guide that's with her, who you you find out has his own um, mischievous plans and basically murders her, shoots her, and steals the and steals the spider for himself. And um, you know, on her last dying breath, she basically is not really rescued because she did the mother does die, but before her she dies she's found by these um i don't know what you want to call them um this i don't know what you want to say it's a tribe but it's it's this maybe i say tribe but I, i'm gonna have to say that now it's, it's the only way i can think of it this small tribe of people who are have been it's a myth that they have these historic superpowers and they're sacred to this this spider that she's been chasing down. So one of them finds her and brings her to this cave wh- where they put her in this water and and they they know she's having this baby and so they they the only way they feel they can rescue the baby is by having this rare spider inject its its venom into the mother to hopefully save the baby. And the baby does get born, but the mother dies in childbirth. And of course, 30 years later, that baby turns up to be Cassandra Webb, um, who's this paramedic. And then throughout the movie, she's she realizing she's seeing visions of things that are about to happen. It's like deja vu turned up a notch. And um, in her visions, she realizes she's getting connected with these three young teenage girls and she doesn't know why but all three of them have a connection to her they've all three at some point without knowing her personally have interacted with her at some point and then um because of her visions she sees they're about to get murdered by this mysterious guy this kind of this some guy that looks like a dark version of of spider-man even though spider-man at this point doesn't exist yet because it's now 22 it's and now fast you know 30 years later it's 2003 and peter parker hasn't even been born yet you know and side note that you know as a paramedic she works alongside uncle ben the guy who will be uncle ben she ben parker she works alongside with him as a paramedic so and this is of course a young ben parker um, but yeah, it, it just goes on to this whole thing where she's psychically connected to these girls and she sees their future where they, you know, they possibly can get murdered by this guy. And the guy ends up having to be the same guy that killed Cassie's mother. So 
she's basically throughout the thing has to learn to control these abilities, understand why she has these abilities. And once she does, she's able to help these girls because these three girls in their future, whatever timeline it is in their future, they become the next, the first official spider women like spider girl, um, you know, um, whatever their name, you know, from the comics, I'm, I'm not, I'm having a bad memory thought right now as their actual character names, but one of them I know is spider girl, but all three become spider, spider woman, spider girl. And then I think there's another spider woman, like another, she, I think that's what she'll call herself. So all three of them are connected to Cassie. And, um, so that basically sets the tone of the movie. So now, like I said, Everyone has been dogging this film. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 13% and had an audience disapproval score of 55%. Like 55% hated the film. And like I said, I read all the reviews and everything. I'm going to be honest with you. The film is good. The film is not bad at all. Don't believe the hype. See the movie for yourself. Don't listen to reviewers. If you are a fan of... Not, you know, not so much just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but just Marvel Comics in general. And you know about, you know, the Madam Web character. You will enjoy this film. Keep your open mind. It was not trash like they're saying. And this is why I have a love-hate relationship with Rotten Tomatoes. Because they always tend to dog a movie that actually is is not bad at all. It's pretty decent, but yet they, they, and you know, and especially that one reviewer I said, who said this is the worst superhero film of all time or whatever. I said, no, it's not. After seeing Madam Web, I can, I can say you, if you don't believe anything, trust in your boy, Dark Neil, Madam Web is a good film. Is it a great film? Is it an awesome film? No, but it's a good film. It's not terrible at all. It actually does have a great storyline. And the movie, the way it's paced and everything, it's good. It's good. It, I'm not going to say it's fantastic. It's not Avengers Endgame because nothing ever will be, you know. But it is watchable. It is a good story. Even if you don't know the history of Madam Web, never read the comics, you should still watch this because you, you won't get lost in translation. It is a good film. And trust me, I'm going to tell you right now, that reviewer that said this is the worst comic book film ever made, no, it's not. You want to know what the worst comic book film ever made is? And most people are going to think, oh, he's going to say Eternals or something like that. No. Aquaman. The the Lost Kingdom is the worst superhero film ever made. Okay, I saw that one too, and that sucked ass. Okay, that was horrible. It was. In fact, the only if you want me to say good thing about Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom is just the last thirty minutes of the film. If they cut off the, if they were to cut just the first hour of the film away and leave it down to the last 30 minutes, Aquaman the Lost Kingdom would be a great movie. But it was it was not. It I hated it. It was so campy. It was it they were it looks like they were rushing into scenes a lot and, and that just didn't make sense and dialogue wise, it was yeah, I I hated it. 
the first Aquaman was way better. So compared to Madam Web, Madam Web is an Oscar winning film compared to Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. So if I'm telling you that, that means you need to check out Madam Web and you'll and you'll see what I mean. If you already that's if you already saw Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. Trust me. Madam Web makes up for it. It's a good story. I have no problem with it and I will definitely own the DVD or Blu-ray when it comes out because it's a good it's a good film. I got in fact it's even better than Morbius. Morbius like I said was okay. It was watchable, but it wasn't the greatest. It could have been better. So that was my review for Morbius. It, it was a good movie. It could have been way better. But Madam Web is actually better than Morbius. You know, cin- cinematically all this stuff. It's visually very good, you know, and very low key on special effects or whatever. It's not like Avengers special effects. It was it was effects needed but very low key. So you'll see. Watch it for yourself and you have an open objective mind and you make your own review. But that's Dark Neil's review of Madam Web. It's a good film and F the critics. I I loved the film. I thought it was great. I thought it was, I thought it was good. It it it, I mean, uh, I now and I can't even say could it been better. Maybe, but it makes me want to see the future of the character, you know. And for those who haven't seen Madame Web yet, I'm not going to spoil it for you because the ending is basically a revelation into what we're going to see. Hopefully, if they decide to continue on with the storyline, but definitely it will. It connects with the comics. You know, by the end of the film, especially the last, the very last scene, um, or I should say the last, you know, five minutes of it, five, ten minutes of it. But see it for yourself and you make your own assumption. All right. So while we're on the Marvel tip, I'm sure all of you by now have already watched the trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine, the long awaited trailer we have been waiting for. I've seen it. It's hilarious. It looks great. It's only a teaser. So I'm really looking forward to the full-blown trailer once it comes out. And then, of course, the movie when it drops, uh, which will be on July 26th. But um, the trailer, even for the teaser trailer, it's gotten so much um, viewership. I mean, within the first 24 hours that it was on YouTube, it received 365 million views and Kevin Feige who was one of the producers for the film was so impressed with the final cut of the film that he's now flirting with the idea of bringing both characters Deadpool and Wolverine into the fifth Avengers movie Avengers film um the Kang Dynasty which is set to be in theaters on May 1st, 2026. Because he originally was... I know Feige had originally thought about the idea of bringing them in for um, the secret invasion. But now he's... After seeing Deadpool and Wolverine, he loves it so much that he wants to bring them in early. Because this is now the official... This is the first time for this film, Deadpool and Wolverine, this is the first time... It's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's also the very first Marvel film to be rated R. 
because there's no way you were going to PG Deadpool. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds would not stand for it, especially not only him being the star, but him also being one of the producers as well. So you got to be honest with the, the Merc with the mouth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's the latest thing that I read, that Kevin Feige is so elated with how this movie came out he wants to bring out he wants to bring out you know Deadpool and Wolverine early so that wish we've all been wanting to see like kind of the X-Men being introduced in the MCU it's it looks like it's starting I mean we know we already started seeing the seeds of it when we saw Professor Charles Xavier in um in the Doctor Strange um uh, man, I'm it's such I'm such a it's such a tongue twister to say meta what I forgot you know what I'm talking about the madness of the whatever it's called I haven't had my coffee this morning guys so if I forget stuff please forgive me <laughs> I need coffee <laughs> but you know multi you know multiverse of madness or whatever that's what I'm talking about we saw Professor X in that one so they've been throwing the seeds in it a little bit you know and then of course. If, if you watch the Marvels, the very last, you know, um, post-credit scene of the Marvels shows you Beast from the X-Men. So there you go. With the seeds have already been planted. So, um, yeah, now with, you know, Kevin Feige saying Deadpool and Wolverine is awesome. I can't wait to see it. And now he wants to, because of that, he wants to bring them out early. So we'll probably see them in, in, in Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, which would be awesome. I can't wait. So we'll see. But, um, you know, like I said, the trailer's kicking ass. I can't wait to see the full full trailer that they release so we get more. Hopefully see more, we'll see more of Wolverine because in the trailer we only see, like, his shadow. And that's it. So, um, but it's come. Well, it should be good. Deadpool and Wolverine will hit theaters on July 26th of this year. So... It's only a few short months away, so it's coming. I can't wait, and I look forward to seeing the full trailer. All right, so I'm going to wrap up this show with um, making a prediction um, for uh, the upcoming WrestleMania 40. Because as you guys are well aware, I've said this before, I'm a major WWE fan. And with you know, for those who have been following it or some who don't follow it at all, you know, I'll just give you like an abbreviated version of what's been going on. So with The Rock making his return to SmackDown two weeks ago, you know, which is also the time he got um, he's he's his new title with the TKO group or whatever. You being like one of the main people that um, is in charge of, of developing stuff for for WWE. Two weeks ago, he made his. He, he made his return on SmackDown through Cody Rhodes when Cody did a surprising revelation saying that he was coming for Roman Reigns, he was coming for his title, but not at WrestleMania, which shocked fans because as we anyone who follows WWE knows, Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble, which entitled him to face the challenger of, of his choosing for the title at WrestleMania, and he chose Roman Reigns. But it was such a shock when he was on SmackDown and said that he's coming for Roman Reigns, he's coming for his title, but not at WrestleMania. And then 
cue the rock's music and here comes the rock now inserting himself into it and basically staring down roman reigns who as you as most of you are aware rock and roman reigns are cousins so it's a family thing so now it went from that and then it got changed when the wwe universe started voicing their hatred with the rock inserting himself into the main event basically replacing cody as you know from his well-earned title match you know wwe fans just weren't sure what to make of this then with that wrestlemania kickoff show from hell and if you guys saw it you know exactly what i'm talking about that showed the rock standing side by side with roman and you know explaining the whole bloodline family tree and and that why rock versus roman will be the most epic match ever because it's all about family and whatever and and that would be even better than cody facing him to which of course cody was visibly pissed off with the rock you know it left fans wondering what the hell does this mean for the main event title match at wrestlemania 40 then with Triple H making it abundantly clear a week ago on SmackDown that the main event WrestleMania 40 title match will, in fact, be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, which is what the WWE Universe wanted in the first place. They hated the fact that Rock put himself into it, and they wanted to see Cody versus Roman Reigns. So when Triple H made that official... Everybody rejoiced. Fans were happy with that. But, um, you know, the WWE Universe, since that, since Triple H made that official official that it will be Cody versus Roman Reigns, the WWE Universe has been putting in their predictions as to what's really going to go down on that historic night for WrestleMania. So, I've, because I'm a loyal fan, I've made my own predictions. And, you know, WrestleMania, anything can happen. You know, it, it could go either way. But I have to take into... My predictions are based on what's been shown to us so far. As And I go back to when, you know, that night two weeks ago when Cody said he's going to He's gonna he's gonna face Roman Reigns. He's coming for his title, but not at WrestleMania. So that was a key thing. And you know, then I looked to where it was a week ago where Triple H said, No, it will be Cody versus Roman Reigns, and then everybody was happy. So Rock is the Rock is still mixed with this, so I didn't know everybody was thinking, oh, it's gonna be like a triple threat match, or um you know, it's going to be Cody versus Roman, but then Rock's going to come in and interfere or 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 it's going to change to Rock and Roman and Cody will interfere. Everybody's been making all these weird predictions. So here's my prediction of how I think it's going to go down. That I think the Rock... And right, like, because right now Rock has been saying that Cody's been disrespecting him, disrespecting the family. Because I forget, you know, for those who hadn't watched, I forgot to say this that um, on the past SmackDown, The Rock seemingly joined the bloodline officially. 
Roman Reigns' bloodline because the bloodline was always Roman, his co- his cousin, um, you know, Jay, and and his co- and his cousin Solo Sokoa, and they were the bloodline, the and been the bloodline for a long time. So Rock had recently came back on SmackDown, I think it was this past SmackDown, and officially joined the bloodline in unison. That was the last thing that happened. So with that now being thrown in, the way I see what's going to happen is I personally believe that the whole disrespect thing between Rock and Cody, I think it's a show. I think it's a it's it's a facade. And I and the reason why I think that is because I think I've seen that happen where you had two people, two wrestlers argue tooth and nail at each other, almost even beat each other down. But it's all it's all a setup for something else and that they were secretly working together to trump someone else. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think that when WrestleMania comes, it will be Cody versus Roman. But Rock, of course, will be there. And Rock will probably come out at a point where... um. Maybe Cody is beating the hell out of Roman, like viciously, and Rock will come out, and with all this support that Rock is part of the bloodline and all this stuff, Rock is going to look Cody and like go in the ring, and Roman's going to think, all right, get him, get Cody, finish this off, and let me retain my title. He's going to turn on Roman. Rock is going to turn on Roman right there on that night, and allow Cody to win and finally take the title away from Roman who has had that title now for years for years the the title is gone the Roman will finally lose the title and he will lose it to Cody Reigns via help from the rock that is my prediction and then somewhere later down the road Cody will face Rock for the title to quote-unquote finish his story, which I think would be excellent. I think that's the perfect way to go out. You know, let Rock, let, I mean, let Roman and Cody face each other at Roman Reigns, beat the holy hell out of each other, and just when, you know, Cody's got Roman down, Rock's going to come out, and seemingly everybody's going to think, oh, shit, Rock's going to attack Cody and allow Roman to win. Rock will turn on Roman and allow Cody to win. And that will blow the fucking roof off that arena if that happens. And you see Rock standing side by side with Cody as the new undisputed world heavyweight champion. I can't. That's what I think. I that I if and I, if that ha, and if and if that does happen if it does go down like that WWE if you're listening I'm up for hire if you want a new write if you want a writer for the show because I'm very good at predicting what's you know things that are ha- gonna happen with storylines in WWE I've been doing it for years so if you need an extra writer call your boy Dark Neo I'm I'm available <laughs> we'll discuss fees you know and pay at a later date, but bring me on. I got you. (laughs) So that's my prediction for WrestleMania 40. Um, WrestleMania, of course, is going to be a two night event on April 6th and April 7th. 
So if you're part of that WWE universe, I don't have to say it. I know you're going to be there and watching it live on Peacock streaming services. So be there or be square. I will be watching. The world will be watching. And I can't wait to see if my prediction is right because I that's how I believe it's going to go down. <laughs> All right, gang. So that's going to wrap it up for this Monday edition of the Thank Geeks for All podcast. Remember to follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to the show on. Subscribe to both my YouTube channel and join my official website, darkneofangeeks.com. All my gamers, check out my online gaming store, darkneosgameroom.weebly.com. Stop by Facebook and join the official Fan Geeks for All fan page, where I post up new episodes like this, and you can share your love for the show. And if you want to be a true supporter of the podcast... Please join my exclusive fan club by visiting patreon.com slash support geeks for all. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash support geeks the number four, A-L-L. So thank you guys again for hanging out with your boy today. Be sure to come back on Wednesday for another new episode of the Fan Geeks for All podcast. Remember to love yourself even if no one else wants the job. And take a little time to become a fan geek for all. One love, kids. Dark Neo, out.